glory and the honor and all the power of majesty. Saints, we are so close to the coming of the Lord. The more I read the word of God, the more I look around me and I see the signs on earth, the more I know the return of the Lord Jesus is closer than we all realize. Today's teaching, I believe, is so needed. I want you to share this with all your friends. I want to talk to you about the timing of the coming of the Lord. And why am I talking like this today? Well, I'll tell you. Something is happening in all of our lives, not just my life. I think the Lord, through His Holy Spirit, is showing us all, it's time to get ready. It's time to look up. Maybe in a way we've never looked up before. So, let's just pray right now. And thank you for joining me today. But I want to pray right now with you. Father, I pray that you'll use this time together to light up our hearts with fire from on high. To remove the scales of our eyes that we might know the day we're living in and the time we're living in. Bless our Holy Spirit, speak to your people. Use this time, Lord, to cause a fire to burn in each heart. In Jesus' holy name, for the coming of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says the spirit and the bride say come, you know, and I think sometimes when you begin to feel and sense and know that voice of the Holy Spirit within you crying, come Lord Jesus, and you as the church cry out, come Lord Jesus, it's not just mental, it's something deep in your spirit, man. We must finish well, we must finish strong. That is our responsibility. So, in Mark 13, uh, 32, it says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not even the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. But here is what he says to us, Take heed, take heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. So, now, if we go to Matthew, and I'm going to explain what the Lord just said here, but let's go to Matthew 24, 24, and we're going to look at verse 36, all right? So, in verse 36, it says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, of that day and hour knoweth no man. But then the Lord says to us in verse 37, and there he gives us, Something to look for. He says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So, even though we've read Mark 13, Matthew 24, no man knows the day or the hour, not even the angels or the Son of Man, meaning 
the Lord, when he walked the earth, he knows, of course, today because he's in heaven, plus he is God Almighty. So that's another subject we can talk about later on why he said those words, but it's quite simple, really. As a man, he did not know. As God, he does know. So, <clears throat> uh, what the Lord gave us is something to look for. And we're going to see more of it in the Bible. Number one, the days of Noah. Um, they did not know till the flood came. Now, I don't care what calculations people may give you. Nothing adds up. Because no one knows the day or hour. We do know the season. Because the Lord says the days of Noah. So when you see days like the days of Noah, well then you know we're close. Now something else I want to show you. That I think is very, very important. And that is, and there's been a lot of questions about the fig tree. Uh, and the Lord said to us in Matthew 24, something very, very important. Um, he said, learn a parable. I'm reading Matthew 24, 32, and I'm going to explain that to you. Learn a parable of the fig tree. Now in Luke, he also says the fig tree and the other trees. The other trees would be nations around Israel. But the fig tree has always been symbolic of the nation of Israel. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, for example, in the book of Joel, it says that the enemy has barked my fig tree. So, and other portions in the Old Covenant are clear on that. And Bible teachers have believed for many years that the fig tree is always symbolic of the nation of Israel. So he said, when you see the fig tree put on branches, not planted, not grow, but put on branches, that's restoration. And when the branches are tender and it puts on leaves, then you'll know it's almost time. <clears throat> he said, so likewise, when you shall see all these things, know it is near even at the doors. So what else are we looking for here? We're looking for the restoration of the state of Israel, which was restored in 1948. Now you have to understand the miracle of the restoration of Israel. Because most people don't. How can a people come back after 2,000 years of being scattered and come back speaking the same language they left with? Only God can do that. Only God can do that. So the restoration of Israel and the restoration of the Hebrew language in my opinion, is the one of the biggest headlines we can talk about when it comes to the return of the Lord. And ever since 1948, the changes that have taken place on earth in technology, in agriculture, in nations rising and nations falling, all began after the Second World War, which was the exact time when Israel was restored. And now we see such an increase in knowledge that some are saying knowledge now is doubling every 24 hours. So we know by these things around us, the coming of the Lord is so near. But now we're looking at something else. We're looking at what's happening between Israel and the Gulf states. For the first time, peace now is between Israel and and uh, the UAE, Israel and Bahrain, Israel and Morocco and Sudan, 
and soon, I believe, Saudi Arabia and other countries. That has to do, that has to do with Ezekiel 38 because it says in Ezekiel 38 that these nations will be aligned with Israel before the Ezekiel 38 war, which is almost upon us. So, seeing the changes right now and seeing evangelism exploding on a glorious scale inside Israel by Israelis to Israelis, fulfilling Matthew 10, 23. All these things coming together tell me one thing. We are very close to the coming of the Lord. But the question is, how close? Well, Abraham was given a very powerful revelation by the Lord in Genesis 15. Now again, nobody knows day or hour, but we do know the seasons. We do know the times. We do know what, what, what the Lord said. Look at the days of Noah. Look at the fig tree. Look at the trees around Israel coming to life. And they did because, because you will not realize that. Um, when did a lot of these nations around Israel receive their independence? In the 40s. Because prior to World War I, the Ottoman Empire occupied that whole part of, of the world for 400 years. It was in the 40s, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan received their independence. Saudi Arabia, their independence from the British and the French. So that's what the Lord meant in Luke 21 by all the other trees. Because all those nations were also restored. Because there was no Jordan, there was no Lebanon and Syria. There was none of those nations, there was not the present map of the Arab world. Because prior to, you know, the first war, the Ottoman Empire occupied that whole part of the world. And then the British and the French divided the the Arab world. And then they gave them their, their their independence in the 40s. And that's the fulfillment of what the Lord said in Luke 21. So, but when you look at, at, um, at Genesis 15, <clears throat> God spoke to Abraham and said in verse 13, He said, Know of a surety that your seed will be in a strange land, and they will be there 400 years. I'm reading verse 13 of Genesis 15. Also that nation whom they will serve, meaning Egypt, will I judge, and afterwards they will come with great substance, which they did, and you will go to your fathers in peace. You'll be buried in a good old age. Watch verse 16. But in the fourth generation, they will come here, meaning Sinai. Well, he spoke very clearly in verse 13 and said, they'll be there 400 years. And verse 16 says, in the fourth generation. What does this tell us? It tells us a generation is a hundred years, from verse 13 to verse 16 of Genesis 15. Look it up. Well, goodness gracious, then we know 1948, 2048. Quite simple, really. It's a simple math. I'm not giving you the day and hour. There's no way anyone can. Because there's a question on the calendar, the Gregorian calendar. We don't know exactly the exact date Okay? And the Gregorian calendar, I think, 
is an unknown because I think God caused it to be unknown. We still don't know. When was the Lord born? Was he born pre-AD or at AD? So there's a question. And a lot of people think there's four years missing somewhere in that calculation. But anyways, it doesn't matter whether that's so or not. All I can tell you is, Nobody knows the day or, or hour, but we do know we're already in the days of Noah. And the Bible tells us something else to look for. And it's, I think, uh, the world will be occupied. For example, in, and you know what, let me go back quickly to Genesis 15, because some of you probably are wondering why I brought it up. There's been a lot of questions about what is a generation? Well, if I think this means exactly what it says, a hundred years. Look at what's happened in the world. People may not even believe, believe the Bible, but let's, let's look at some things. Look at what's happened to the world since the late forties. I still remember the day when there was no television in Israel, no refrigerator, no ovens, none of the modern appliances. Today we have the iPhone. We have incredible technology. Think about, goodness gracious, navigation and on and on today and in medicine what's going on. That by itself should tell people things are coming to an end. Think about the changes on earth. The nations that have no longer uh, that, that, that are no longer uh, superpowers like the British Empire. Nations that are no longer were who they were and are already in decline. Or nations that are on the rise like China. So all this is in the Bible sense. But the Bible says in Luke 17, and this is why I was pointing out to you Genesis 15, because when you think about this is 2021, we don't have a whole lot of time left, you know. And the Lord's gonna come before, because we don't know when the, when the rapture is. That is one thing we don't know. What day, it's, when it's gonna happen. The Lord's gonna come before the tribulation begins. But the Bible tells us that before that, in Luke 17, I'm gonna show you something, and I'm sure you, you have read it, but it's, it's something to look at, it's something to pay attention to. Because the Lord said, as it was in the, in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married. Uh, they, they, uh, it says, uh, life went on. And, and the same with Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 28. They ate, they drank, they bought, they, bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. So things are going to go on like they are today. Construction will go on, planting and harvesting and on, on all that. So, but the Bible gives us something very important during that time. Let's look at Second Thessalonians. This is very important, very important. Because when you think about what I just said, well, it's been happening for a long time, so how can you really tell? But if you look at Second Thessalonians 2, and you look at verse 2, it says, don't be soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit or word or by letter from us, 
as that day of Christ is at hand, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day will not come except what? There will come a falling away first. So with all I've said, we need to look at what's happening inside the church. So there's two areas to look at. Israel and the church. Because everything else, people are not putting together, you know. Well, okay, days of now, well, it's been like that for a long time, and on and on. They've been planting and reaping and marrying and all this, buying and selling for a long time. But when you look at Israel, that's a different story. Because there was no Israel prior to 48. Then you look at the church, at the church. What's happening inside the church? Paul said, there's got to come a falling away first. Well, what? Guess what? We're seeing it. There's a falling away today in the West we have not seen ever. The decline of Christianity in the United States alone is frightening. The decline of Christianity in Europe, which began before that, well, we can see what's going on. It's been going on for a while now. But now it's it's on a scale unseen before. There's a remnant that God is protecting. There's a remnant. Do you remember the 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 parable the Lord gave when He talked about the seed being sown on four different grounds? Because in it He was giving us the answer to this falling away. He said the seed fell first on the wall, on the fence, where the birds could see it and pick it up. Then it fell right next to the wall or fence, no depth. Then it fell right next to that where there were thorns. And then it fell in the middle where it yielded fruit. The harvest came, 36 to 100. But we see from that parable that uh, three groups didn't make it. Three groups didn't make it. A large portion of the seed did not produce. Only that which fell in the middle. So the same today. Three groups of Christianity, more than a third, more than half even, think about, will walk away from the, from the, from the, from the kingdom. Only one group will remain. One group will remain. Only those that were sown in the middle. That's a large percentage of loss. But the remnant remains. Those who were on the side, the devil came and stole their seed. Those who had no depth, it didn't have life. Those that, the cares of this life choked them. And so much is happening with that area today. So the great falling away is going to mean over 50% of those who call themselves Christians. More like 70 so percent of those who call themselves Christians will fall away. That's a large number. That's a large number. But the thing is, that's what the Lord said is going to happen before His coming that we should look for. And Paul the Apostle in First Timothy, let's go to it, will you? In First Timothy chapter 4 talks about the same thing and he said the Spirit speaks expressly that, that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 
And if you look at Second Timothy, and we're going to look at chapter 3 here, he also repeats it and gives us the warning in verse 1. This and also that in the, in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will become lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, un, unthankful, un, un, unholy, without natural affection, and, and so on. So we are seeing this already happening here. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but they're not godly. So, here we are told this falling away happens when? It says in the last days. This know also that in the last days, perilous times will come. So, Timothy 1, uh, second, I should say first Timothy and second Timothy say the same thing. Latter days, last days, we're seeing it. So, what does this tell us? Well, it says it's time to look up. In Luke 21, the Lord said, look up, your, your redemption draws nigh. Now, saints, we are repeatedly told to be watching, to be looking, to be ready for the Lord's return. So, it's an event uh, that may happen at any moment. And frankly, there's no event predicted before the rapture. Now, I do believe that the Ezekiel 38 war is a must, and here's why. Because in 2 Timothy, let's go back, sorry, in 2 in Titus, <clears throat> Second Thessalonians, I should say, chapter 2, Paul said that not only will there be a falling away in verse 3, but that men of sin be revealed. Well, the man of sin cannot be revealed till the world will be crying for him. And when will they be crying for him? After a major war. And and it could be that the Ezekiel 38 war will cause the world to cry for a man of peace to show up. Because it will be nuclear. If you read Ezekiel 38, it's very clear. It's going to be quite a an event that's going to shake the whole globe. So when that happens, then the world will say, where is that man of peace who can bring us peace to this horrible, dangerous situation we are in? And the Antichrist will come at that time because the, the world will be, will be, you know, crying out for this man of peace. Who will not be a man of peace, of course, he'll be the man of sin, the Bible calls him. So that's why I believe that the Ezekiel war is probably going to happen before the rapture because because the world cannot cry for the Antichrist till something major happens like this. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The rapture can happen tomorrow. I could be wrong. But I have studied this over and over. I've thought about it many times. I am very, very... Uh, informed about what's happening inside Israel, maybe more than you realize, because I'm from there. It's something I read daily in the Post from Jerusalem and other news outlets from Israel. Because that, to me, is so prophetic. A lot of people aren't aware of what's happening inside Israel. I watch every little detail. For example, this uh, this last week, a few days ago, they brought for the first time Jews from India who believe they are from the tribe of Manasseh. Well, most people didn't even know they, ex- they existed. 
A whole plane load came back to Israel only days ago. So that is just another prophecy. Because God said the Jews will return from all over the world. And there are many Jews today who come from the lost tribes. There are some in Nigeria and Africa. There are some in China and India and so on, Pakistan. The Indian Jews from India, you probably didn't, didn't even know they even existed. That come from the tribe of Manasseh are now returning to Israel. We've heard about the Ethiopian Jews. We've heard about the Russian Jews. And recently more Ethiopian Jews came back to the Holy Land. In fact, only days ago because of the civil war down there. And I follow all that. And I can tell you when I read things like that and I see what's happening inside Israel, inside Israel fulfilling Matthew 10, 23, the evangelistic move from Jews to Jews among Jews. I, I, I have no question the Lord is returning. It could happen anytime. Now, if this war that I believe Ezekiel 38 is in the making now, and I think it is, because you see what's happening with Iran and, and the, the changes inside the Arab Middle East world, then we know it's closer than we realize. The rapture is closer than we realize because this thing can, can happen in a year or two. So we don't have much time. And now, you know, some will say, well, we still have time. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. The Bible is clear. We ought to be watching, be alert, be in prayer. Because frankly, we don't know the answer. The Lord never told us the day or the hour. But like Paul the Apostle said, the men of sin must be revealed first. And I say the same. So, we need to look at the events, need to pay close attention. Whether it's a year or two or five or ten, it's still a short time. Very short time. So today, it's time to pray more than ever. It's time to prepare more than ever. It's time to go to church more than ever. It's time to read the Bible and know the Word of God more than ever. It's time to live a holy life more than ever. It's time to be free from the world and the things of the world more than ever. Father, prepare your people in Jesus' holy name. Lord, as we see these amazing signs all all around us, we're amazed by your love. And we cry, come, Lord Jesus. Wonderful Lord, come, take us home. It's time to go home. Come, precious Redeemer, take us home. We give you the praise. Amen. I'm going to be with you daily till that day happens. To strengthen you, to uphold you, to keep you steadfast in the faith. Because we need each other now more than ever. And yes, I'm going to ask you to give, because giving is is very biblical. Giving enables me to stay daily coming to you. It's the message is free, but the means to deliver it is not free. So I'm, yes, I'm asking for your help to sow seed into the work of the Lord, to help me expand what I'm doing, even on television. We are now planning to go on back on on TV 
uh, on a very large network in the U.S. daily, soon, God willing. Uh, we're going to start with weekly and then build. And it's going to be these, what, what I'm going to show on TV is exactly what I'm doing with you. So it's, what I'm doing here now, because we have a studio, daily teachings that I want people throughout the world to know the coming of the Lord is soon and we need to be strengthened. And so I'll come to you daily. But I really need your, your, your help financially to go on television. And I'm very, uh, I want to help the persecuted church. We are now opening a brand new branch in our ministry just to do that, to help those under persecution. Over 300 million are under persecution. So we'll probably send you an email on how you can help with that. And so uh, you can send me an email if you wish and give me your email so we can send all that information to you to pastorbenny at bennyhin.org. Just send me your email or just send me a prayer request. Uh, then your email will come with it. Uh, but let's, let's, let's give to the Lord today. Let's sow our seed. Help me get back on TV, saints. Because as much as social media is incredible and doing wonderful, I think it'll be, it'll be great to be able to strengthen saints who are watching TV still. Because the older generation is watching TV and the younger is watching the social media. And, and by the way, get also our, our, uh, our newsletter, uh, by going to our website. All right. It's time to give. Father, bless them as they give in Jesus' mighty name. Increase them on every side financially and protect them financially, Lord, in Jesus' name in the future, present and future in Jesus' holy name. Let abundance belong to every saint in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So you can give on the platform you're watching me on, or you can go to our website, benhin.org, or simply text BHM45777 and help me go back on TV. Much love. Shalom.